This morning, you turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 1. In Acts chapter 1, uh, and uh, basically we're going to be just looking at this one verse and talking about it. In fact, we've been talking about being better together over the month of September here. Um, and uh, you see, uh, I've had this up here, this kind of uh, using Legos as an illustration, if you will. Uh, and that reminds me, if you did not get a Lego today, if you'd hold your hands up, Terry's ready, John's ready here. If you did not happen to get a little Lego, just a piece, I want everybody just to get a piece or a part, so to speak, here. For some reason, you got missed. Uh, uh, go right along there, and we can just keep holding your hand up. They'll get to you. You know, we've been talking about this better together. And a couple weeks ago, as part of the annual report, uh, the pastor's annual report in the meeting, talked about how what we need to do, our mission, what we should be about as a church is pressing forward in a way that presses upward, in a way that presses inward. But we haven't got to this part yet. And we wouldn't be a church that would not be who God has called us to be if we were not also pressing outward. Pressing outward is reaching out to those who are unsaved and unchurched. And in a sense, you know, what we're doing is trying to, as we mentioned last week, is, is helping to connect them to God. I mean, he's the one that, that has the connections, but, but we're the one that to bring that message, to bring that love close to somebody who may not really be aware of that and to help to connect them with God. In fact, this deals with our number one core value, and that is that lost people matter to God. He wants them found. And Jesus himself says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Why did Jesus come? I mean, we got lots of reasons. we got lots of things. But he himself says the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And we are to join him in that mission. One of the great scriptures that talks about our mission, and we know is the Great Commission. But another place is in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And let's just look at that this morning right here. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This comes from Jesus. This is his mission statement for us. Let's just look at it. Let's start with that first part. You will be. As he starts out talking about, but you will. You will be. But what he's talking about is that we are all apart. We are all apart. Uh, hold up that Lego you got today. All right? So we've got that. This is symbolizing each of you are a piece. Each of you are a part each of you are part of what God is building to reach this world. You will receive the power. You. It includes each and every one of us as individuals. We've said before that every member is a uh, minister, but it's also true that every member, and we're talking about every believer, every member is a missionary. We don't often think of ourselves that way, but we are in this 
together for this. Philippians chapter, Philippians chapter 3, or Philippians chapter 1. Standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. That should be the picture of us. That's the, the picture, in a sense, of the Legos being built together and the standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Sometimes when we talk about doing outreach together, we get the idea that it's something that the church does. You know, as if the church is some organization, when the reality is we are the church. And those who, who see the practical application of this outreach, you know, well, I know we are the church, but the way the, it really works out in churches and outreach is the pastor does it along with a few people who are really into that kind of thing. Um, there are people who think that. Reaching out is not a church thing, so to speak. It's a Christian thing. It's something God's called us each as individuals, every one of us, to go into all the world and make disciples, to be as witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the very ends of the earth. The next part of Acts 1.8 is you will be my witnesses. You'll receive power and be my witnesses. First of all, that's personal. You're my witnesses. You're not just a witness. You're not just something that you're mine. And because you are mine, therefore you are witness. But not just witness, witness says, plural. Not only are we all a part, but we all are partners in this together. It is such a huge tax, a huge importance, a huge consequence that we cannot even begin to think, how could we not do this if it was not together? We have to be together. When we think about the size and how much is at stake of the world? And so each of you were given a Lego. But it was not a random... I know you picked a random Lego out of there, which is kind of the way it works with God and how He gives us and where He places us and all that. It's, it's Him. It's to some degree random to us, but not to Him. He's all in His plan. But each of you were giving not some random Lego. Your Lego piece is a part of a bigger set a part of something that, in a sense, could symbolize what we are being built together for. And I have it right here, and actually, I have it up here as well. There it is. You are building, being, we are being built into, can you, can you tell on the screen what that is? Oh, yeah, that's pretty big up there. <laughs> you know, in a sense... A fire station, if you will. Each a part and a partner to rescue those from the coming fire. Each of us are a part and a partner as part of this. We are a part and partners in God's life-saving team. And you all came from this right here. I mean, no, no, not literally. You know what I'm talking about. Is it this box has where each of those pieces, there was a plan for each of those pieces, and God has a plan for each of the pieces, being part and a partner in this. In fact, 
our name, the Christian and Missionary Alliance. As we think about that, you think of that word, alliance. The very definition is a a relationship among people that have joined together for mutual benefit to achieve some common purpose. Whether or not explicit agreements have been worked out, they are members of an alliance, and they're called allies. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9 says, We are co-workers in God's service. Our light can shine brighter together. Together we can be brighter and make a greater impact. Uh, I've been showing you short little videos each time about kind of how we're better together. Here's another one. Smarter to traveling groups. Brighter together has lots of benefits, not just moving through trees, but has the benefits of being seen in the darkness farther away. A part of this. You know. Each of us are called to be as witnesses. As we walk through this life together, we can be a powerful force to help set the captives free from sin and Satan. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, Jesus states that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church, against the church's march to take back ground that the enemy has taken in the past. As the church running into the darkness and knocking down the gates... But, but what is our picture of this when he says the church will prevail against the gates of hell? As we're marching is our picture of our, our togetherness that we, get, we all are together there at the gates and, and each of us kind of line up and we take our turn and we pound on that gate. And we come and the next person comes and pounds on that gate. And the next person comes. And and eventually as we work together, we start to make a dent in that gate. And eventually as we continue to go, hopefully we were able to break through. Is that the picture of how we're going to do this together? Or, Or is the picture that we grab a hold of a battering ram in the shape of a cross... All of us grabbing a hold together and running towards that gate with everything we got and knocking it down. Because that's how we're better together. That's how we're better together. Each of us apart and partners together, pressing forward, pressing outward. Pressing outward together is not just a responsibility, therefore, of a few and sit down and plan a few things that only a few in the church do. It's not up to one committee. It should be up to all of us to be a part and all of us to be partners. And as we think about this, pressing outward is not just what we do, it's who we are. Pressing outward is who we are. And with that, we should have every ministry, every group in the church be outward focused and plan to how can they be reaching out? How can that group be planned to touch lives of those outside of our walls, so to speak? And thereby give real life discipleship opportunities to put into practice being light. When maybe on their own, we haven't done that, but to have those opportunities together to be light of Jesus to a dark world. 
Many have done that in this past year. But we need to keep pressing outward together and, and, and the adult ministries, the youth ministries, the children's ministries. Each need to be thinking, how, how can we be outward focused? What is it that we can be doing? Not just that, but other ministries that are out there. Brother's Burden. It has in the past. How can it continue to be that way? Even inward ministries of discipleship need to have an outward focus of what disciples should be doing. It may be inward, it may be discipleship, like uh, small groups, life groups. But the reality is there has to be some times we break out of our huddle and get out on the field and live out the life change that we have experienced helping others to be in their own lives changed through Jesus' love. Pressing outward is about making an impact together that leaves a footprint of Jesus that is bigger than it would have if we'd just done it individually. We show the reality of the kingdom of God bringing freedom, healing, and life. Next, as we move on, Acts chapter 1, 8, be my witnesses. We go beyond that to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the very ends of the earth. In other words, we are all together reaching all the world. All partners reaching the world. An Acts 1, 8 family. This is often talked about within our our, our, our denomination. And this reaching out is not, just to, uh, it's not just a neighborhood rescue station, kind of like the picture of that fire. You know, it's not just a neighborhood. It's to that territory as we begin, even with our Jerusalem, that territory spreads not just across the room and across the street, but across the neighborhood, across the city, across the county, across our whole area is our Jerusalem God has remade us for connection, not just to one another, but He's remade us to help connect others to God, ministers of reconciliation. Who are we pressing outwards to? And the first, first ones that should come to our minds should be connecting with those that God has already put in our life right beside us. You know, there are some people that our lives run up, run, run across. There are some people that our lives are right beside all the time. Make that connection with them to help them to connect with God. To, it may be family members, it friends, it could be co-workers, classmates. It could be people that you have similar interests with or, or do activities with in some way. There are a variety of ways of pressing outward. Uh, just like there are a variety of people and they need uh, to be reached in a variety of places in their life. How do we do that? Uh, there has to be a sense that there's a preparing of the ground. There's a planting of the seed and there is a, a reaping of that harvest as the Bible talks about. And traditionally you often think of, of this outreach as just something that's really about come and see. Come here and see, you know, and, and we've done things like that. I mean, it's just a simple thing just to say, hey, come with me a Christmas service and, and to hear. Or come last week to Friend Day. Come and, and help to make that connection with God or to reconnect with God in some way is, is the hope. And those are, are, are good ways to go about it. But especially in our day and age, we need to engage not just with come and see, but with go and be. So, oh, we need to engage. 
in a go and be the church. Events and activities and ministries outside of our walls. And churches have not always done this. This go and be. Churches have not only always done this, and some have shied away. Part of it is, is some attitudes that many ways are long past of, of the, the churches to hide away from the world behind closed doors and holy huddles. In part because of an application of Scripture that tells us to not be of the world while ignoring the Scriptures that tell us to go into all the world. For some reason, the church has not always grasped that we can't really be salt if we stay in the salt shaker. Are you with me? We've missed that. The Great Commission tells us to go. To go, beginning with our Jerusalem. With our Jerusalem. And one of the ways we connect with the community is to recognize that we are already connected, that we, the church, are in the community. Therefore, we are a part of the community. I know that sounds confusing, but the reality is it's just basically what I said. It's simple. The question is, does the community see churches, our people, as being a part of it by how we partner with it? I mentioned earlier in our name is the alliance in it. But also, there's a fact that we have uh, the name OCCA. We call ourselves OCCA, which stands for, let's see, uh, ready, one, two, three. Wow, you guys sound excited about that. When you go out there, I hope you say it just a little bit. So, you go to church? Yeah, I go to Oil City Community Alliance. Yeah. Oil City. What? Oil City Community Alliance. Oil City Community Alliance. I'll be able to show you up there, but not right now. It means, yeah, we're not going anywhere. It means not just the community of Oil City. Community, that word, when we think of Oil City, Community Alliance means beyond Oil City to our our county and beyond as our Jerusalem. It's where the church is at. Not where the building is at. Are you with me? It's where the church is at. And so our Jerusalem is across the street from you. Our Jerusalem is across the street from you. Our Jerusalem is across the street from you. From you. Some of you come quite a ways. Our Jerusalem is across the street from each and every one of us because we are the church. Secondly, as we think about that word community, in our name implies that we are a church not just in the community but for the community and with the community around us together. How are we known in our community? Are we known in our community? This is not just a question about hey, yeah, the people know, yeah, I know some other Christians, they know about us. No, 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 no. Does our community, meaning those who are unbelievers, 
actually know and what do they know about us besides some longtime residents who have told me, oh, yeah, 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 I know you're the ones in the old racquetball club. I know they're starting to fade, but I'm hoping not just fade, but that's going to be changed as God works in and through us. And it's not going to be about what we were or where we, what we came. We're in an old racquetball club, but it's about where the church is out and what the church is doing and being. Salt and light in our community. There are many ways to go and be. And I, I just want to call our attention to some natural opportunities uh, to go where people are in various communities that are already happening, certain events that are already happening, certain needs that arise. You know, the days of old are gone where, where you could just walk up to someone's house and just start talking with them on their front porch. Hey, how you doing? Just kind of walk up and front porch. Is like, you know what? They're not there. They're behind closed doors. In many ways symbolic of something deeper. And we can bemoan that, oh, you know what? We just can't reach people like we used to. They're, they're clo- they're, there's closed doors. Or we can choose to have a presence at the open doors that are out there already. Things happening and come alongside those things to help to communicate that we are in, not of, a part of our community. A simple example of that would be uh, last year the youth at least this is what the, the guy said. The youth last year, last Christmas time, were a big help, a big part of help that was needed for the Christmas tree lighting that took place at the city central square. I think that's what we call it. Uh, the central square in, in, the, in the city here. The youth were there and helped out. I mean, it wasn't like you know, they stood up and gave some testimony, but they did give a testimony to that guy and to many of the people, and he said something to everyone. You know, it's a simple opportunities where we can do even bigger things to come alongside and serve with our community. You know, there are things happening in our community where the door is wide open and they're looking for people to come alongside and to help. I even found with talking with uh, community people about events, a willingness and openness to the involvement of distinctively Christian churches even to the point that it's like a welcome mat's been placed and an open door has been put before us. There is a wide open door. Looking for people to come alongside, to help, to be a part. Uh, One of the things that we did last year, and well, in the year before this year and last year, was participate in the Children's Day at the mall. Uh, and hopefully we'll participate in an even bigger way this coming year. But we went last year, and there were, oh, I don't know how many hundreds, you know, I don't know if there was hundreds and hundreds, but there were well over hundred of booths and, and organizations who were there all down the mall, and the mall was fuller than it is all year round in that day, probably maybe even added all up all year round, and it's fuller that day. It was there. They were there. Hundreds and hundreds of booths. And you know what? There were only a handful of churches. And when I say a handful, I'm not even sure this many were there. And some of the ones who were there as churches were really there for their daycare or their preschool. Trying to get enrollment. There was this huge opportunity where there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. 
in a sense, their door was open. We could actually see them, talk with them, be there to take that opportunity and be a part of that. Another thing that we did this year was, and many participated this year, was a revamped and amped up kind of free community picnic in Justice Park. This was seen as an official public event sponsored by the churches of Oil City in participation with Oil Heritage Days, the Chamber of Commerce, and even the city. This was seen as something more than a picnic and something that could only have been accomplished. It could not have happened unless multiple churches, pastors, board members, people from congregations, many who have not participated in other joint ventures, unless all of them decided, you know what, we're going to be all in and we're going to do this. It was a special opportunity to officially come together in unity with the churches and serve our community, still acknowledging our diversity and connect with those outside the church. And we really did connect with those outside the church. There were multiple uh, examples and testimonies of what took place. And even within our people, talking with people and knowing, even at the prayer tent, uh, what took place as many of ours were involved in that. And this is, the door is already open there and we went. And they came. Actually, more than we even expected. Way, way more. Could it be, even as we think about this, and I've thought about this, that God is preparing to move in even greater ways in our community through His people beyond what we have ever dreamt possible? Could be. And the way this all came and is moving. It's my hope that that someday, someday soon, and not too distant future, that the churches will be able to get together and take it to the next level. Not just a picnic but to be able to do something together, a project, something in our community as we put our forces and our resources together and do something that not one or two churches could ever do on their own, but rather it would take all. Something big enough that it would take all of us to be a part of. Thereby taking part in this, uh, maybe on a, you know, as we start, just on a weekend, maybe it'll go beyond that, but something big enough that the glory of God just shines. He's given so the glory because people see this is not just about, oh yeah, this church did this or this church. It's, it's, it's all everybody. God, God must be moving and working and for people to, to see that as we have opportunity to show His love in real and tangible ways and building bridges of love that can help people make connection with God who would never come first to the church. So this next year, we want to take advantage of more bridge-building opportunities in our Jerusalem, which means outside of Oil City. One of the things at the picnic that I just mentioned about, one of the things that seemed like it was successful, went really well, was the mini golf booth that our church sponsored. I mean, they're just, it was constantly rolling. I know some of our people had great conversations with those as they were coming through. Uh, We got requests from community leaders, hey, uh, could you bring this to uh, to this, uh, you know, in fact, there was one event, time event, it happens in Cranberry, Cranberry area, that they said, could you bring this to that, so this wasn't just about, so can you bring this over to here, it would be, we just need something, it just, we, you know, we need help, we need something like that, and it says, well, I can't really bring it because it's not ours, uh, it belongs to Dubois Alliance, and we borrowed it from them. In the past, Dubois has used that 
for community events and really for two big purposes. There's something like that, the mini golf thing or something that is big, something that's exciting and something that's free. Uh, Dubois has used that to partner with the community with something free that adds value to their big picture. It's not just about what gets us, but first off, what it gets them and that we are a part and partners. It adds value to their big picture and therefore we gain favor with men and it creates open doors and makes connections, connections that we did not have. Second, it gave us the opportunity to make connections to hundreds and hundreds of community members. They, they just were not just passing by, but stopping and being a part. And there were things were put in their hands and they were getting information about them and for them and, and, and opportunities in so many ways that hundreds and hundreds of people that are never, were never going to come to us first and said we went to them first. Where they were. Not trying to create an event to make them come, but it already is happening. So the hope is in this next year that we can develop some kind of boost, some kind of activity. Of course, that development is what outside of my skill level which doesn't even work well with a hammer, but, um, you know, whatever that might be, to add value to what the community is trying to do, to be a part and partner, to build a bridge between unbelievers and God. You know, we are pressing outward, and, and we are looking for opportunities to be light and to make an impact for the kingdom of God, not just in our Jerusalem, but in our Judea. That's just beyond... Uh, our street beyond it's a, it's a place down the road here's a map of uh, back in those days you think you see Jerusalem on there you see Judea and you see Samaria but Judea the, the kind of the greater area uh, the home area but not right where you live and where it, where it's happening how can we as well not just think of our Jerusalem but think of our Judea uh, through projects through events through just sending out ministry people in ministry to our Judea. And then there's our Samaria. And you saw Samaria and you saw where it was, but Samaria really is, it's being talked about here in the Word of God, is not just about a place that is beyond our home area. Samaria deals with reaching out to a people that we may not be at home with. You think about how Jesus, when He was speaking to them about going to Samaria, it wasn't about, oh, they had to travel a little farther. It wasn't about the distance. It wasn't about where it was having to go to Samaria. That's not what upset them. That's not what would have really freaked them out to hear Jesus saying you were supposed to go to Samaria. What they would have been freaking out about is all their life they've been told that the Samaritans were bad, they were evil, they were unclean, so much so that you were not allowed to walk through their land to get where you needed to go. You couldn't go through there. Don't you go through there. You take and uh, you make this uh, 20-minute trip Take three hours to go around, and then that's uh, that's the way to go. To avoid Samaria at all costs and have nothing to do with them. Now, it may be for us that none of us would say that there's anybody that fits directly into that category. Hopefully so. There's not some place, well, I'm not going there. Not those people. Hopefully we don't have that attitude. But I want you to think about it this way in the Samaria. Who or what circle... Is it that you do not normally travel in? I'm not saying that you avoid or have negative feelings. It's just that there are some people that live in different worlds 
than you. And yet they're not necessarily far away physically. They could be your neighbor down the street. It could be somebody else that you meet, one of your people at work. Somebody that is not, it's just a different world from you. We'll explore this more next year. Uh, but let me just give you an example. OCCA ministry that is exploring this as, we're pre- as they're pressing inward and pressing outward this next year. Uh, and that's going to mean reaching out, in a sense, to those, at least for some, in their Samaria, where the love of God is leading us in circles where they don't necessarily always travel or and don't normally travel. What I'm talking about is our mercy ministries with our deacon and deaconesses. They're learning to lean in fully to their biblical roles. And as we work towards developing more of our mercy ministry as a church, the hope is that we can go beyond passive to active, beyond help to wholeness, beyond handouts to hand-ups. And one of the ways we're doing this is exploring together to get on the same page of what that means, what, how Jesus would have us to do this within his word and to think through truly helping. We're, part of what we're doing is rest of the Kingdom Builders class that's going on right now upstairs. It's at 9 a.m. Kingdom Builders. Uh, I'm leading, helping to lead that and encourage anyone is welcome to be a part of that and to come. But we recognize, as we talk about this, we recognize what it means to press outward together to all the world is that it must be with all of Jesus. Are you with me? To press outward to all the world must be with all of Jesus. When Jesus walked this earth, He didn't come just to preach repentance. He came to reach into everyday lives and to meet not just the overall important spiritual need, but to meet the other needs, to heal those who had different types of sicknesses. He fed the hungry. He lifted them out of the pit and found themselves in and gave them not just eternal life, but abundant life here and now. May we be able to discern how God uniquely wants us to make a difference with everything else that is available out there and all that's going on to make an impact bringing freedom, healing, and life to those who are unconnected, to those who are disconnected to Him, that they might know the abundant life of Jesus in everywhere because they have all of Jesus. Finally, as we think of Acts 1.8, it is to the very ends of the earth, to the regions beyond. It is important. It is the good news of Jesus that we press outward. In fact, in Matthew 24, Jesus said, and this gospel will be preached to all nations and then the end will come. It's got to be out there. If we want to see Jesus come back, and I hope that we do, we want to see uh, move forward in His kingdom come, His will be done all the way through. The gospel first must be preached to all nations to go. Our responsibility to press outward cannot merely be to cross the street. It must be across the sea. Especially as a Christian and missionary alliance, we need to join God where He is all across this world. It's not something that we're going to, this is something we're going to hear about next week. Next week is Missions Conference. I hope that you're not only going to be here on Sunday for all that, say, John talked about is going to be on Sunday, but there are Saturday things. It's been in your bulletin about the things happening on Saturday to be a part of for you, for kids and teens. All those kind of things are happening. That we could hear what God is doing that we can get on the same page 
as an Acts 1-8 family with those who we would partner with that are, that are already going over there to reach those who have never heard and see churches raised up that can equip those to reach their Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and ends of the earth. As we think about what the Christian Missionary Alliance is doing, which we are a part of, I just want to share a few things uh, on the screen up here. As we think about in this world, 7.1 billion, 3.4 billion people are unreached. You see that no access, low access, high access, meaning access to the gospel. There is a, a witness. There are other believers. There's churches, and those kind of things have high uh, to uh, low to just no access. More than 4,000 people groups have little or no opportunity to know Jesus. As we look at a map here and we see the progress of the gospel, we see where the good news of Jesus has gone, where people are, are connecting with Jesus, how they're able to connect, what's going on. You see the green is the high access areas. You see where that's at. And then there's some low access areas. But look where the red is. And now... Look at where 80% of Alliance International workers live in this area. We're trying to reach the unreached, those who have not had the opportunity to hear, those who have not had a viable opportunity to respond, and then for them to be able to connect with God, and therefore they can reach their Jerusalem and their Judea and their Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And they are. Many of those that are already green where we've been and we've left those countries and left it to the national church there, they're doing the being His witnesses all over this world. Partnering together, impressing outward, takes different forms for us as far as reaching out it, 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 as we think about our responsibility first begins with our number one work and that is prayer informed specific battle on kind of prayer which means not just we just to pray but to specifically pray and know what we're praying for and to hear even from next week and other places it also happens through giving to missions what we in the christian mission alliance call the great commission fund you'll hear gcf which is a central fund where all of us are just kind of put our money into the central fund and the missionaries are supported out of that to be able to go, which means the missionaries don't have to spend all their time raising support to be able to go over there and do the work that they've been called to. It also means that some missionaries who are not the greatest fundraisers, you know, they're not, hey, yeah, go and I'm going to fundraise, and they get to go because that's where God's called them. That's where God's gifted them in that area with that people, that thing. They're just not gifted in trying to get everybody to give them money. Rather, we just put it all together, partners, partners together in the mission as we give to that. You'll be getting a faith promise card, faith promise pledge card next week. And just ask that you consider praying about what God would have you give towards this, to be a partner in the reaching the ends of the earth. And what he's once for each of us, uh, hopefully we can raise the, uh, not the amount of money so much as raise the amount of us who are really being a part of this in some way. Praying, giving is a part of reaching the ends of the earth, but more than that, we need to be willing to go and willing to send out workers into the harvest. As a church, we are not just to win people to Christ and just build them up, but we're equipping them. 
We're to equip them to serve Christ, to multiply themselves, to equip them to be sent out even into full-time ministry, both here and overseas. There's nobody else that's going to do that. I mean, other places, you know, they've got this major, this major. There are other places that can, can help and be a part of that. But once they're going to help those in that, responsibility lies with us. And Jesus said in Matthew 9, 38, Pray the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Pray. Ask that the Lord of the harvest, that Jesus would send out, thrust out workers into the harvest field. It's exciting to see God's people being obedient and willing to go wherever He would send. But you know what else is exciting? It's exciting to see God's people willing to let go and send. And send their parts to the world all over. It was a privilege this past summer to be a part of the general council of our uh, Christian Missionary Alliance and one of the services where we sent out about 60 new workers, international workers, out into those unreached places that people have never heard. Something unprecedented in current memory of what has happened. God is working. And God worked through His people partnering in missions. And we were a part of that. We were, really were a part of it. Not because I was there. We were part of that because in December of last year, many of you gave to a special offering. And then uh, this year in the summer before the council in the spring, before... Uh, general counsel, there was another call, a special offering. Hey, we want to be able to send, but we just don't have the money. We have these people who are ready to go. And we gave. In fact, uh, I don't talk anymore about it. Here's a thank you from uh, uh, Dr. Stumbo, our denomination's president, uh, thanking us for the God-honoring, kingdom-building, gospel-expanding generosity. Alliance family, you may remember that I stood before you in November and said that I had an interesting leadership challenge. We had five dozen international workers vetted and ready to go, wanting to serve Jesus in the least reached places of the world, and we didn't have the money to send them. In fact, we were already a million dollars behind in the GCF for the fiscal year, hence the leadership challenge. We prayed, and we asked you to participate, and you did so. God has honored those prayers, and he has honored your generosity, and so now I get to stand before you and say thank you. We not only had enough money to send them off this last year, but we ended the year in the black, and now this is propelling us forward for the year to come where significant kingdom work is going to happen through their lives. So, Alliance family, God did it through you, and as your president, I'm just grabbing a moment here at Life Conference to say thank you. Thank you for your investment. Thank you for your passion. Thank you for your partnership. Thank you for caring about the things Christ cares about. We're in this together. We are in this together. We are better together as a part of of sending. And that will apply even within here, within our own ranks. How do we a part of doing that? Uh, There's some things mentioned in my annual report about that and and, and even hope that someday we can have a a scholarship fund that would be able to uh, help be a part of this. But we're in this together. I want to ask the worship team to go ahead and to come. When we think about pressing outward together to all the world, each of us is a part, each of us 
is a partner of peace of what God is building together. You know what? There are still more pieces in the box. In fact, there's still more pieces in those things there. For the people who aren't here today, let them know their peace. We still have peace that they can have. But really, there are more pieces for the people who are not a part yet of this church family that we're looking forward to seeing be a part and partner in the work that God wants to do and making an impact for His kingdom, bringing His kingdom, uh, the freedom and healing and life that is needed all around us. You know, it needs to be all of Jesus for all the world is going to take all of us together, living out the Great Commission through the Great Commandment to those outside being built together as God's rescue plan to those who need His love. May God build His kingdom here. In this, our Jerusalem beginning. May God build His kingdom here in ways that we have not even dreamed of. Because He has. Now, I know for some people, you know, oh, Pastor, man, you're always talking about these big things and, and big. And, and, and uh, to some, it's just asking too much. But I think there has to come a point in time when we say, you know what? We're tired of asking too little. We're tired of just settling and asking too little. Our God is a great God who wants to build His kingdom. Not someday when we get up there, but right here today through us, with us. Let's press outward together. Father, help us in this as you have joined us together, you have put the pieces in place that we would not just look inward and upward, but that we would press outward. Each as individuals, each of our ministries would look to be outward focused, not inward only. That we would look for those divine opportunities and even the open doors that are set before us to do something to make a difference and to share all of Jesus not just in the spiritual but to recognize you've come to give abundant life in all areas Lord, I pray that you would bind us together that we might be your building, your rescue station, helping to bring freedom, healing, and life to everyone wherever they're at. In your name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.